Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I prefer really not to, not to speak. I can't say what I, what I think. I don't want to speak about it. If I speak about it, maybe I have to go to the FA for a visit. I want to be polite with you. Your question is really a, a bad question. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Football Rambles Guide 2. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Andy Brassel. And I'm Vidushin Hunter-Raja. I couldn't care less. Right, everybody. We covered the Rebels last week. Now it's time for the evil empire and Darth Vader himself, Jose Mourinho. Jose Mourinho's already celebrating. Blue is the colour. Chelsea is the name on the Premiership trophy. And in his debut season as manager, Jose Mourinho has done it. No one else has attracted more controversy, more psychological warfare and more bills at the Lowry Hotel in Manchester. I was rude, but I was rude with an idiot. Mourinho has become a byword for football, a truly global celebrity manager who was called a Galactico himself when he signed for Real Madrid, a label usually just given to players. Cristiano Ronaldo with a platinum touch! And is that the goal? But not just silences the can do, but silences Barcelona's chances of the championship. But he is also the ultimate underdog. He is a former PE teacher who grew into a brilliant combative coach who would make sure to celebrate wildly at every single opportunity. It's McCarthy. It's a good save by Howard. It's been turned in by Costinha. Last minute. And it could be the last minute of Manchester United's European But has the underdog got more bark than bite? Since a record-breaking season at Real Madrid, beating Pep's Barcelona to the league title, it's difficult to argue that he's ever reached those heights since. You'd better prefer to speak, because it's time for the Football Rambles Guide to Jose Mourinho. Respect, 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 man, respect, respect, respect. Gentlemen, we're here. We knew this day of reckoning would come, (laughs) and we've arrived at it. Vitution. Um Jose Mourinho, my goodness. I mean, we talked about Guardiola being enigmatic. Mourinho himself, despite being more direct, more vocal, uh, and on 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 the face of it, perhaps more open, he is still an enigmatic bastard himself. He is, yeah. I never know if I'm glad to like hear from him. <laughs> or to hear a bit of news that pertains to what he's done off the field until mm. I hear the news and I'm like, okay, that's funny mm. or that's out of order. Yeah. That's my relationship with Mourinho at the moment. Yeah. He's a bit Florida man. Yes. I think, I mean, Andy, do you remember when he first started, of course? Uh, he he was like this sort of grey character in a James Bond film. He, he'd looked like, you know, Bond thought, ah, this guy is more of an emotional desert than me. He's kind of, he's he's slicker than me. I don't trust him, but I'm going to have to trust him. He, he was that type of figure in football. You say that, but when you go back to the start of Mourinho, mm. there's more dash, more charm. Oh, very charming. Y- y- Do you remember his first press conference as Chelsea boss? Everyone left that press conference, certainly in the way it was written up. Everyone left that press conference wanting to fuck him. Yes, totally. Yeah. But, I'm, but, but I'm going way back. Like if you see the clips of him sitting next to Bobby Robson, when he sat there, it's like, he is the the dark lord behind the scenes running the show. It, 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 it is, and it's like it is like watching at the height of his powers. Liam Gallagher stood still <laughs> while everyone's going crazy and the music's playing, and he has just stood deadly still. And you think, my goodness, there's something 
so kind of engaging and eye-catching about that. And that's what Mourinho is like in his, in his very early days. I thought you were going to say it was like Oasis unplugged at the Royal Albert Hall, where... <laughs> um, Liam said he can't do it because he lost his voice. No, that's and he's later. In, he's in the royal box, heckling and shouting abuse. That's at, when he's shouting at, stuff at, at in, in in Guardiola's ear in that Champions League tie. That's Maybe. what he's doing. But look, we should you know, Mourinho himself, of course, didn't have a playing career to speak of. He did play second tier in Portugal, um, but he hung up his boots at the age of twenty three because I think he thought to himself, you know what. I'm going to go all the way to the top, but it's not as a player. Uh, he knew this. Um, he worked as a PE teacher before getting a job at Sporting Club de Portugal in uh, 1992 uh, with a certain uh, Bobby Robson, who was in charge at the, at the time, who would later become Sir Bobby Robson. Um, and, and, and old Bob wanted uh, an English-speaking local coach. Uh, of course, he followed Bobby Robson to Barcelona in 1993. And Robson himself speaks very affectionately, or spoke, sorry, should I say, very affectionately, of, of Jose Mourinho um, and would, you know, let him do some of the team talks. You know, he was a coach. He wasn't just a translator, of course. Andy. Yeah, that's right. But Robson is a really helpful conduit and really mm. open to ideas in a way that not a lot of elite level coaches are. So Mourinho comes in as one thing and ends up being another because Robson is open to it and respects yeah. the opinion of others, which is how Andre Villas-Boas gets his break in the yeah. end as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, a, yeah. a little bit further down down the line. Um, Even Van Hal trusted Mourinho at times, didn't he? he yes, I mean, he had to prove but, himself. But, 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 he, but he gets to do less coaching with Van Hal than mm -hmm. he did with Robson, who would just trust him to, to get on with but it, the to, fact to, to of, take the squad. But the fact that Van Hal entertained it for, for somewhat shows you the pedigree of Mourinho because I mean Van Hal's I mean there is there is a bit of Emperor Vader relationship between those yeah two I was well. going to say what did you do on the weekend kicked a kitten oh tell me more <laughs> <laughs> how hard how far yeah maybe um, well Mourinho himself uh, we fast forward so he's a few managerial stints here and there in Portugal we get to Porto in 2002 and that's where he announces himself to, to Europe really I mean it, it, what he did at Porto Incredible. They win the UEFA Cup, become the, the Europa League, of course, beating Celtic in the final. Uh, just and the, and the manner of that win as well. I, I remember watching it going, are any of those players going to stay on their feet for more? Do you know, like just it was a proper shithouse kind of stuff. <laughs> it was, Andy, wasn't it? I'm not arguing. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> uh, and uh, I think the neutral was wanting Celtic to win that night because, again, but Mourinho, of course, they, they, they find a way. Talented and streetwise. I, I, I think we could say... We, you could say that. You could say that. And we will say that. But I think the interesting thing, if we go back to the beginning of when he takes over Ooh, okay. at, at Porto, is a little bit like... It's, it's not entirely dissimilar to when... Guardiola takes over oh, okay. at Barcelona. In that they're shit. They're way, yeah. they're way off at Porto. Okay. And, uh, you know, at the point where he takes over from... Otavio Machado, it, mm. it, it doesn't look like they're going to qualify for the UEFA Cup, even, right, right. that they are way off. And he sits there in his first press conference and he bangs the table in front of him and he goes, you know what? We're going to qualify for the UEFA Cup and next year we're going to win the league in the UEFA Cup. He loves it, doesn't he? And everyone is sat there going, who is this lunatic? Yeah, well, this is it. And there he, there right. he goes. And this is it, Andy. Okay. It's Mar Mourinho from the beginning. Indeed. It is proper, like neck on the block kind of stuff like let's have it and and the reason why I said Ika Casillas a few moments ago I thought you were going to mention Vita Bayer Vita Bayer hugely decorated uh, player a, a legend of, of of the game in Portugal of course great um, goalkeeper much more liked by Mourinho than Casillas was <laughs> <laughs> but Vita Bayer it was I th I'm pretty sure it was, was Bayer who himself Mourinho when he first got to Porto did he kind of I don't know if he challenged him but he didn't it was that maybe he made a little query or something, and Mourinho to again stamp his authority sent him out like on loan or or he or he put him out with the B team for for a few weeks or something like that. Bees. Was it the bees? Was it yeah. yeah? Like an utterly incredible thing to do. Now of course we would subsequently see what he did with with Ike Casillas at Real Madrid, but an, an incredible thing to do. And Vitabai thinks, okay, this guy hates me. Whoa, what's going on? I'm Mister Porto here. And when Vitabai returns after a few weeks, Mourinho greets him like a long-lost lover. Mm. And it's that thing, like you said at the start, Fish, where you didn't know whether you were glad to see him or not. 
the psycho he would really get in people's heads. John Terry and Frank, Frank Lampard would say we're Chelsea. He would text them just out of the blue saying, oh, when he was Chelsea manager, of course, managing them. Just text them, oh, uh, what, what are you doing? And Oh, I'm watching this programme on, on BBC One or whatever. Oh, I'm watching that as well. Oh, what do you think of it? Yeah, yeah, good. And then they would say, and then Mourinho said, what do you make of it? And he, oh, da, 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 what do you make of it? And no reply. And it was like, what? <laughs> I've got mates like that. Do you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always keep me guessing. <laughs> I'll reply one day. But um, but but do you know what I mean? He he keeps you guessing. At one minute, he, he brings you close. And then he shoves you away, and it and he keeps everybody's toes. And in the early years of his career, this was so effective, and it would prove to be very ineffective as as time would 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 go on. You could argue, but Vitor Bar again said about Mourinho, it was almost as if he could see into the future. Now you say that there at that press conference, he sits down and says, "Right, we're going to do this and that," and everyone goes, "What are you talking about?" And then he bloody well does it. It's bold, but he said, "But that's the platform for the Champions League." Totally, but because but, without that belief, it doesn't happen. Indeed, does it? oh, absolutely. But but Bayer said, you know, there was a game. I think they were playing maybe a cup game against Benfica, and Mourinho, according to you know, as it, as 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 the story goes, Bayer says. Marina says, right, oh, we've got such and such as a referee. Mm, he gets a bit nervous. He, we, we, he will probably send off one of our players. When we go down to 10 men, this is how we're going to play. Mm. So and behold, they get a sending off. They know what they're going to do. They win the game. And they were all looking at him going, whoa, what? This guy, this is mad. And he had that, that aura about him and so on. I think people can forget this because later in his career, Mourinho seems to be kind of floundering a bit and trying to grasp at these straws. And and so we talked about Guardiola and I said, I said about Guardiola's career, is it a chasing after self? And you said, no, he's very much an innovative mm. innovator. Whereas I think Mourinho, as he's gone on, it's a chasing after self. Which, which most big coaches become, don't they? Because if stuff goes wrong, mm. you think, right, back to basics, what always worked for me. Mm. And that has been the problem with Mourinho as time has mm. gone by. He's tried to go back to what has worked for him before. Whereas if you're Guardiola or Ancelotti, who are very different personalities, mm -hmm. very different motivators, very mm -hmm. different ways to work in, mm -hmm. they're always looking, how can I change for the next bit? Yeah. Which which is not Mourinho's cup of tea. Because Mourinho's, here's the template of success. It should work in any era with any type of player. Yes. But players are not the same as they used to. No. People, you know, for, for better or for worse. And one of the interesting things, I think, about Mourinho is that one of the key tenets of his success early on was bringing people with him. Mm. Most notably, when he makes a move from Chelsea and yep. basically brings his trusted generals from Porto over as well. Yeah, yeah. Carvalho and, being the obvious one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it got to a stage, yeah. really, where because he was having little, you know, less and less success, there were fewer players to mm. bring along with him because who were those players anymore? The last mm. player that I can really think of and he's with, currently with him now is Nemanja Matic yeah. when he brought him from Chelsea to Manchester United yeah. and now has him at Roma. Well, maybe the chain was with that amazing success he had with Inter, it was an ageing team. But that chasing after self I find incredible with, with Mourinho. And you can see that sometimes the way he responds to things. In his celebrations, for example. I mean, that celebration where he runs down the touchline at Old Trafford when Porto beat Manchester United. That's the one, isn't it? For me, no. The one is Inter beating Barcelona. When he ah, runs onto yeah. the pitch, that's yeah, the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see that. Because, and that's one of my favourite celebrations in the history of football because Mourinho knows that that was the final. He knows they're going to beat um, Bayern in the final. Mm. He knows. He, he, that was because they're down to 10 men um, and they're playing Barca Guardiola's Barcelona in the new camp it was if he can do that it is such a mugging off to the to the club as we talked as Jonathan Wilson says the fallen angel of Barcelona it was so crucial to him and in that moment the way he runs and celebrates it's like he's scored the winning goal but in the you're last right minute. the personal satisfaction of sticking it up Barcelona oh, is significant as well it is unbelievable and I think the um, and they he, turned on the sprinklers to try and get him off well the, the, uh, that's the <laughs> thing the pitch let me finish yeah. that sentence <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the the other thing about it is Genuinely, how pathetic Barcelona's reaction was to it. Yeah, um, from, Val Val from Valdez, Valdez tries to rob him of it, and tried to put his hand, it. Yeah. hand down. When like you know, people run on and celebrate when they yeah. when they win, especially yeah. in a game like that. You yeah, don't but, just because this is your ground. But you don't the get final to whistle, that. the final whistle goes within a second. He's in the centre circle. I don't know he's managed it. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he set off. Yeah. <laughs> Right, there's three minutes of stoppage time. It's 93 on the clock. Hold on, go. I tell you what, it's like the pace of Mark Overmars in his heyday. Well, well the, the, the thing about the the touchline run, and, and I, I actually think, 
I get what you're saying about the Barcelona run, but the Porto run when there's a camera, well, Old Trafford. there's a camera, yeah, that shows mm. shows it when Costinha, I think, scores the yeah, scores yeah. the scores the winner. Mm. Um, he, you see the stages of him doing the run, mm-hmm. and it is the most authentic. Right, he is in those kind of moments. Interesting, because there is also the time when he um, gives it to the Juventus fans when mm-hmm. he's Manchester United manager when United come back and somehow overturn yep. turn that to a two-one win yeah. in in Turin, and it's totally put on. Yeah, yeah, you're you're, it's you're right. But, even, Roma, but I would, totally more, but I would even more, say it's the, more planned for television. Yeah, but even at the, the Bernabeu, this is this is, this is, this like is you say. yeah, this is my thing. This is what I do. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, this but, is my bit. But even at the Bernabeu, when they beat was it Man City, where they scored two last minute goals in the earlier rounds of of Champions League, mm. and he does that knee slide in his suit celebration on the touchline, and he's kind of fist pumping and all mm. that. Again, I think he's obviously he's absolutely delighted, but he, I think he does that for show of this is. It's almost as if to say to everybody, this is a huge moment. You should all realise the magnitude of this victory that yeah. I've masterminded. I, I, I mean, at, at Roma, when El Shirawi scored the stoppage time winner, I think it was against Cagliari last season, mm-hmm. and he reprised that little touchline run. Yeah. I suspect on the very first day he was signing for Roma, he sees the running track, the same running track, of course, that Johan Cruyff took a look at and said... I would never coach a team that, that had a running track uh, <laughs> around their, their stadium. I think he looked at that running track and thought, well, I'm going to have to do it at some point. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have but, to play the hits. Oh, when he, God, I need to wear my spikes. Uh-huh. <laughs> but when he wins the Champions League with Porto, that's it. His work there is done. And he moves on. That is... And he that, moves on to Chelsea. Well, you know, we talk about... We've just talked about um, always trying to go back to the person mm-hmm. he was. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone... You know, he spoke about Guardiola before. Even when when he does what mm-hmm. he does at Barcelona, mm-hmm. he leaves feeling exhausted. Yeah. He loses a piece of himself as yeah, part yeah, of the yeah, process. Yeah. I don't think a manager that I know of. Bear in mind that Alex Ferguson been at Manchester United and and yeah. found it hard to let go. Mm. That's got to be the most satisfying way to leave a club. Totally. And I I think he he didn't necessarily peak, but what a feeling. And, well, and I think... he gets close to it at Inter. In the way he leaves Inter, and oh, he you know, did, he did it Inter. He won yeah, the treble. Yeah, but with also the way that the players were with him, you know, the the great video of Matarazzi in tears, yeah. hugging him, and then he never has that feeling again. Well, and that's got to be there's got to be something said for but that. But then, but then some of the Chelsea players were pining for him when he when he when he got the sacks. You know, they they were not the same. Again, there's that sort of because of that relationship he has. Um, you know, he comes in at Chelsea, as you say, that first press conference, it was something else. He says, I'm a special one. He didn't yeah, say, I'm the yeah. special one. But we get the picture. Um, he comes in, everyone's like, oh my goodness, who is this guy? Mm. He's from another planet. And he's and he is, at that moment, about to be, you would probably say he's, he's the most talked about or the best football manager in, in the world. Both. At least, yeah, but yeah. Both. That's and his I, reputation, Andy. Uh, yeah, and I think there's this He was moment. electric when he was on the touchline and in the room at yeah. the, in those days. And, you can forget that. And when you talked about leaving Porto in that fashion, yeah. there's this picture, actually it's a picture on, that's on the front of my book, All or Nothing, about the... Um, Lovely the, little the, plug. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, 15 would, years, the, too, the 15 years too late. <laughs> uh, Let's have a reissue. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it's, it's the picture of Mourinho kissing the Champions League trophy mm. and it looks well he's kissing his own reflection we'll meet again <laughs> yeah but it's, it's it's also good old me aren't I great yeah because he's kissing his own reflection yeah, which, yeah, yeah. Which, which is which is great but yeah the the, the swagger he has uh-huh. when he arrives in the Premier League and in terms of the way he just grabs and mm. controls the narrative from yeah. from minute one it's unlike anything that English football has ever seen totally so the um, the chairman, the former chairman of my cricket club, used to be the um, basically head of like corporate entertainment at Chelsea right. when Mourinho came in, and he said he is he was the kind of person that you knew when he was in Stamford Bridge. Yeah. S- suddenly, like someone would walk in, having seen him, and they'd be up a bit, and he had an electricity to him yeah. because of the way he imprinted himself on every department. Mm-hmm. So little things like he. From a football side of things, he realised that um, having the away fans behind the linesman mm-hmm. was counterproductive. Yes. So he moved them. Yep. He would um, basically, <laughs> he basically became a de facto groundsman, yeah. or a member of the ground staff, because he realised, for example, that but when they were playing Bolton, Bolton would hoof the ball out into mm-hmm. corners. Mm-hmm. So why don't we make sure 
it's water on those sides and it skids on yeah. and goes out of place. So yeah. we get position again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would also do little things like he would just really simple things, really like normal good person things mm-hmm. that have more of a profound effect when you're a person of his stature. Mm-hmm. So he'd go around and he'd introduce himself to absolutely everyone. Yep. Um, he would always compliment the food. Mm-hmm. He would always compliment um, members of staff. When he left the first time at Chelsea, mm-hmm. bear in mind the way it happened. Do you remember he gives that press conference outside Stamford Bridge, yep. sat yeah, yeah. on like a, a bench yeah. to Sky Sports. Just before that, he goes into the uh, the main offices at Chelsea with a cardboard cutout of himself. <laughs> and he said, I know you're all going to miss seeing me every day. So I thought I'd bring you a present. <laughs> and genuinely, everyone was in bits. Yeah. Like he went around, he hugged everyone. He mm-hmm. obviously was talk- asking about their kids and mm-hmm. hopefully I'll see you guys soon. Mm-hmm. And he left, and I know the players had a bit of an issue with him, Terry and Lampard in particular. But generally, everyone, everyone else at the club missed him. But they did miss him, though. I think it's 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 like it, it's a breakup. Yeah. With Moon, I think that's the type of person he is, and you, and and you, you might think, oh yeah, I, I think it's best to to break up with him. And when you do, you go, oh, but I really miss it. You know, I think that was what Terry and Lampard. I mean, in that, that when when the second time when he went to Chelsea, apparently Eden Hazard was texting him, going, "I'm really sorry, I let you down," and all this kind of stuff. And you mm. think, well. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of people just stopped playing for him, you know. But that that charm he had at that time, yeah. which would wane, of course, uh, he'd pick it up a little bit. You 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 would suggest at, at, at Roma, but the, you know that's where his his, his legend kind of um, really took hold uh, in, in this country, certainly for obvious reasons. But then, of course, he wasn't just. He was also a bit of a renegade himself. I mean, remember all that business with the with the with the laundry basket and the Champions League home match against Bayern yeah. when he was smuggled in. And he admitted it was true later, didn't he? Well, um, I mean, beating Barcelona. But yeah, well, there even, was that. Even if it wasn't true, he would have admitted to it because he loves to add to his own legend. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and and one of the big things he did, of course, he, he broke up that Arsenal-Manchester United sort of duopoly that existed. I mean, completely kicked Arsenal into touch. And I'm sure Arsenal fans won't mm. thank me for reminding me, but he did. Yeah. Arsenal have never, up until this season, they've, they've not been that close. Oh, what's what's amazing is that... And I he think, pissed Ferguson off. Yeah, he, he certainly did. Um, and to his detriment it, in the end. That, that, they were, that, they were, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that they were quite close at, at one point when mm-hmm. he was on the, the way up. It, the, the fact that he was so brash and successful obviously put Sir Alex's nose yeah. out, out of joint. Now, I think it's, it's interesting because like both of them, the thing that they really had in common... If they compliment someone, mm-hmm. it's because they don't see them as a threat. Yeah, that was the point at which we realised that Sir Alex doesn't see Arsene Fenger as no, a threat no, anymore. Totally, but, yeah. it, but he starts complimenting him. You're right, but the, the dynamic between him and Ferguson was interesting, wasn't it? Because he mm. really revered Ferguson, but at the same time, you know, he revered Barcelona. And very a bit, a bit different, obviously, he didn't treat Ferguson like that. But he loved those who he revered and he um, respected. He would also love to say, yeah, yeah, but remember, I'm at the top table as well with you. He'd also, um, I think people forget this because of how he is now, but he also gave back. Yeah. I think people, because of the character he now is, he's basically a walking meme at the moment. <laughs> but he was always quite generous at the time with opposition managers. There's a great story of mm. um, Chelsea played someone in the early rounds of the FA Cup, didn't they? Like mm. um, maybe a team who... Because yeah, they're not a threat. Two, yeah, no, but like he, um, he, he went into their... Um, uh-huh. You know, obviously Chelsea won. He went into their dressing room afterwards, and he gave them all the dossiers that they had on them. Yeah, and he said, "We prepared for this properly because we rate you." Mm-hmm. And you know, there's loads mm. of information about how good yeah. they were and stuff like that. And obviously, there was that, but that stuff does matter. I it think did, the level of yeah. the level of coaching okay. is often underrated because, like people speak about Guardiola and the resources at his um, his behest. I think, on the other hand, with Mourinho, you look at the early years at Chelsea mm-hmm. and you think a lot of expenditure because it's the second season of Abramovich when he takes over. The interesting thing is a lot of the big signings, notably Didier Drogba, mm-hmm. take a season or maybe even two yeah, that's right. to actually settle. So Mourinho's success is actually a success of authentic coaching. He coaches mm-hmm. Terry, he coaches mm-hmm. Lampard mm-hmm. to be better than they ever were And before. he loved his warriors out on the pitch. He often used to say that about Drogba, that he was him on the pitch, if you see what I mean. Mm. He, he he loves that type of play. Ibrahimovic is another one and so on. But at, at Chelsea, it looked like they were going to win the Champions League at some point under him. Of course, they didn't. They did win their first league title, uh, Premier League title, um, under Mourinho after... Um, some had come and we thought maybe it was going to happen. He I thought was the you were going to say after the League Cup. It's always after the League Cup. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Did, he did love a League Cup win. Uh, he liked to, to shush the Liverpool fans as well. That was but, but But when they when they Chelsea sacked him, like it was quite an incredible thing. And of course he joins Inter 
and Inter had been winning titles in Serie A and, 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 and so on. And when he arrived there, you know, he, he, his first press conference is just solely in Italian. He claimed he'd learnt the language in three weeks. Again, he just loves it. He absolutely loves it. I mean, he did it. speak it before he arrived at Chelsea, but he loves to alloy the legend, yeah, doesn't he? But this, this is the point, Andy. This is the, oh, well, I've, you know, I, I wrote these songs on the way to this meeting with the record company sort of stuff. You but know? It, it's, it's great how he Mourinho-fies everything. Yeah. I, I, they still have tribute to that at San Siro. Like what he said about mm-hmm. um, Ranieri when Ranieri was chasing him with, with Roma and he wanted to slap him down. Mm. And he said, uh, what has he got? And he says in his Portuguese, in Italian, but mm. in his Portuguese mm-hmm. accent, zero titoli. Yeah. And there's that banner at San Siro <laughs> when Inter play. Yeah. It still says zero, not zero, zero titoli. Yeah. Got one with Leicester City. <laughs> he got there in the end. He did. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I mean, it reminds me when he said, you know, Arsene Wenger is a... Is a uh, Voyeur. Yeah, no, but a specialist in failure. Oh, yeah. That, that was a good right. one. Yeah. I mean, he did love to slap people down. Yeah. And, and I think back in the day, you know, when he takes the interjob and says it, he says that because he's sitting at the top of the tree mm. and he's so confident and he just thinks, yeah, well, I'll show you. Whereas later in his career, it was... <laughs> not a cry for attention. I don't mean that, but it was, it was trying to get everybody to still believe in him and that somehow that would propel his teams and him back to the top. Well, this was the start of his period where he started, he began punching down. Yeah. Because there's, there's, you know, there's the great quote when, um, not not great, great in terms of memorable rather than like Mm -hmm. great being good. But when he, he's moved to Real Madrid, Benitez takes over from Mm -hmm. (laughs) international and he's basically saying, well, he's just ruining well, I got, and then I think yeah. Benitez wins the Super Cup, doesn't he? Yeah, and he said, "Well, that's mine, basically." <laughs> I, I bought that. Sorry. I'll be taking yeah. that. And but, then he threw the medal into the crowd. Yeah. Like he did. But I think it's worth underlining that he lost something when he left Chelsea, mm-hmm. and not because it really wasn't his decision, yeah. and he didn't feel finished. It's that relationship that you talked about that he had with the the, the, the British press mm-hmm. that was unmatched anywhere else because. Until very recently, and and still to a certain extent, Mm -hmm. uh, a good quote is far more important than tactical chat here. Oh, yeah. And that's what he suggests, uh, that's what he specialises in. Mm -hmm. Now, I think his first return to Stamford Bridge, uh, just before Inter win the Champions League, Mm -hmm. so last 16, when he sticks Eto'o out on the right wing and and, and they win 1-0. And uh, and before the game, he says, I usually get what I want at Stamford Bridge. Yes, that's that's right. (laughs) Can't help himself. But 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 he's right, he did it though. It's it's the most incredible press conference I've I've ever been to. So it's kind of divided into two halves. And the... Or Sundays, Sundays. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The, The English reporters are eating out of his hand, yeah. hanging off his every word. Uh-huh. But it's an incredible division because on the other side, you have... Where are you sat, Um <laughs> In the corridor. <laughs> you, you, you've, you've, you've got the Italian press and there's this tension that's so thick that you can almost bite into it mm-hmm. because they're towards the end of the second Mourinho season or well into the second Mourinho season mm-hmm. and the hostility is open. I think the first question, someone asks him something along the lines of... Um, you know, is so-and-so fit. And he, he he just says, write what you like, make it up, you always do. And that's just a start. Yeah. And, you know... <laughs> that's when, his opening when, gambit. When people, <laughs> when people ask him tactical stuff, yeah. his whole demeanour is, I'm the coach, I don't have to tell you that. Yeah. Fuck off. But he, but he loves... It's, it's amazing. But the, 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 the way but he, he... never gets asked that stuff but in no, England. But where, that's where it. It's, well, he it's was loved very him precise. Because it's all about chat. him. It's all about yeah. him. And he, he would think... And this is this is Mourinho, I think. This is, the, this is the thing that was most telling about his character is Mourinho believed the game started in the press conference ahead of the match. Yes. So that means he's involved in the actual match in his mind. Yeah. And secondly, all the words count. The way you treat everything, it all counts. It's not the 90 minutes. That's where, And it ends in the press conference after the game. That's, that, is the, that is the duration of the game mm. in his mind. And there was that incredible time when he was a Chelsea manager and they went away to Barcelona in the Champions League and he went, this is how Barcelona will line up and he named their starting eleven. Now, one could say it was reasonably predictable perhaps, yeah. but he still did it and they still played with that. Because he knows the power of it. Yeah, but, but yeah, it, yeah. It was still, it's still somewhat impressive to, 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 just, to, to go out and say that where you really, really don't need to. Um, and of course, you know, well, we spoke about Chelsea, but that 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 treble winning season at Inter, 
I think there's another thing that was was quite brilliant about what Mourinho did there is, of course, he wins it all and then he leaves. He also knows that he got the absolute maximum out of those mm. players. And they were all warriors. They were he all knows, dogs of war. He knows it's a house of cards that's about to fall apart. Yeah. Exactly. He walks away exactly the right time. And he walks away at a moment which is absolutely undeniable. There's the treble. And, of course, that team was incredibly ex- expensive to put together and maintain. Mm. So it's just like you go out to an incredible restaurant, mm-hmm. have a seven-course meal, and he just goes, right, I'm just off to the bathroom and never comes back. <laughs> and then the, the waiter turns up with a bill yeah. and you're Massimo Moratti and you're like, oh, shit, yeah. I'm not sure I've got enough cards yeah. to split this between. Yeah, And you pay for it and you go, but I, I did have a really good evening though. Oh, yeah. Do, yeah, do I regret yeah. this or not? Did you have wine? <laughs> no, 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 he ordered it for everybody in the restaurant. <laughs> Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. When he leaves into, you know, he, he creates that siege mentality that we all know. At Chelsea, they love it. They absolutely love all that. They still do. They, they, and they're totally happy being that. At Inter, they were happy to just go with him because of the success and what was going on. At Real Madrid, <laughs> it's a different kettle of fish. It is because it is arguably the most pressurised football club in the world. And precious. Uh, yeah, <laughs> with the greatest level of internal rather mm-hmm. than external politics. Mm-hmm. And rather than thinking, anyone normal going into Real Madrid knows there are lines to be towed. But he doubles down and the tricky bits, he goes like a bull in a china shop. Totally. I mean, he, he which, is, which is remarkable. And eventually it takes a toll on him. Yeah. So that's interesting you, you finish with that because I, I was going to ask you, do you think in a, in a different universe, Mourinho not becoming Real Madrid coach mm. prolongs his longevity at the top tier. Yes. Do you think the Real Madrid job basically ruins him? Yeah, it takes everything out of him. Yeah. Because we think that it well, takes out, we think that it takes everything out of Guardiola because Guardiola taps out and says, I need my year off. But he taps out on his terms. But, 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 but Mourinho doesn't. He just ploughs through and it's ruinous. To, to court actual confrontation with the likes of 
Casillas, like big names mm. with huge internal political power and a huge status in uh -huh. the institution of Real Madrid. That's mad. Like well, no one else would do that. Yeah. And also with, with Real Madrid, I remember at the time when, when obviously we've spoken about Barcelona in, in the previous uh, guy too with, with Pep Guardiola, just how they were the darlings of football at that time and, and, and will always be remembered as one of the greatest, if not the greatest club side of all time. Real Madrid, <coughs> funnily enough, are not having any of that. And, and, and they're like, right, again, what, what, what can we do? And they get Mourinho in, of course. And Mourinho brings it right down to the trenches. And he says, right, we, we, we're going to play dirty to beat them. And Real Madrid, there's, there's certain people, especially at the board, like, no, 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 we're, we're Real Madrid. Three words, Pepe in midfield. <laughs> There you go. There's also there you go. there's also a thing to say if, if a club wanted to fight dirty, they wouldn't wear white, would they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's just the wrong place to no, do it. Absolutely, that's the fact that they've got these all white kit. Yeah. The, way, the whole thing is it's, it's totally preposterous. And for Mourinho to go right, I'm going to create a siege mentality. Like, what are you talking about siege mentality? Everyone loves us. We're not we're mm. talking about siege mentality. You know, but they, you know, you know, we, we know what we are. We don't. You don't like us, and we don't care. Real Madrid. No, 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 no. People do like us. We're Real Madrid. We are. You know the, the 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 gleaming white team who who, who loved you play beautiful football and, and all the rest of it, but they were g g getting done by Barcelona. Yeah. They were getting absolutely you know that six two home defeat and all this kind of stuff. And then Mourinho goes there five nil, getting absolutely hammered. But Mourinho is still Mourinho at this point, and in that uh, in in Mourinho's second season. Mourinho's team amass 100 points, a record tally in La Liga, and score a record 121 goals. Now, when we talk about boring Mourinho and oh, they don't score many goals and so on and so forth, that Vish is an unbelievable season right in amongst all this Barcelona business and bang, they, they do that. And it shows you again that he still had his his qualities in that or you don't think so uh, no, no not that, as much 100 points 121 uh, 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 goals you but, have to take your hat off uh, but, to that yeah, no, you, you, you have you, to say that's magnificent it is it is uh -huh. but you you have to give a lot of credit to the players I think is, and well, it, oh, the, whole, the whole collective I'm saying yeah I, I think he, he has less of this right okay I, th I, think I mean they did have a hell of a side it, yeah they did and it's, it's still power ahead of style yeah. I think you look at it being built in the image of... But they still did. You, you, those... you, you, it's built around the image of, of Pete Cristiano Ronaldo. But, yeah, well, I, fine. I think the, the way that he uses Ozil is seen as yeah. a, a bit derogatory, but it's in fact very, very intelligent. Did it? Did that the, ruin the, the, Ozil? Because he didn't want to do much that, running after. <laughs> Ozil was incredibly productive And for industrious him. as well. He, he really kick-started um, Karim Benzema's mm -hmm. uh, Real Madrid career as well. He's always had a, a bit of presidential protection, Benzema, because Florentino mm -hmm. loves him. But remember, Benzema always says the only thing, I've said this before on the ramble, the only thing that Mourinho said to him in training for the first year that he was in charge in 10-11, every time he uh, ran past him or jogged past him, he'd go, Bouchon cool, move your ass. Really? And that's all he ever said to him. <laughs> yeah, so, but no, but that's, and I think that was the problem at Real Madrid is, Mourinho likes to be bigger than the club and he's just at Real Madrid. It's not possible. It is yeah. impossible. Yeah. But the fact is though, that season I still it stands up. That season is... But it does. It, yeah. it, it, it is utterly incredible. So again, we've not got to the Mourinho when he comes back to the Premier League where he's grasping at straws saying, you know, finishing second is as good as a trophy with Manchester United all that kind of stuff. That is... Would you say that was his last great season as a manager? Maybe. I, I mean, I, I would say three years... At Real Madrid, it seems to fit the yeah. Mourinho MO. But as Vish was saying, three years at Real Madrid, it's, it's like eight years anywhere well, during else. During that time as well, and, with the four Clasicos the, in, the, in 18 days exactly, and all that business. And the, and the way that he played it as well. And yeah. the way that he sought confrontation. But, uh, you but know, they didn't I win the Champions League, which was disappointing. You know, they had it, didn't they? Was it semi-final? They lost on a penalty shootout? They, they were close. They were They so were very close. close, but the fact is they didn't do it. No. And, and Mourinho clearly wanted to win the Champions but League remember, and then he was off. Remember, at the point when part of the reason they bring him in in the first place yeah. is they've had six successive seasons where they haven't gone, gone past the last 16. Mm -hmm. And he breaks that. He does. Quite, so he, yeah. he breaks it down for Ancelotti to take it on afterwards. Yeah, which is not how he would word it. Um, oh, no, it isn't. <laughs> but it's true. Uh, but yes, by then, I mean, the, the big personalities like Casillas, Sergio Ramos and so on, Pepe, it was always going to come undone. And of course, and of course it does. Um, but interesting, you know, when he comes back to the Premier League with Chelsea, 
he's still got a little bit of the old magic. I mean, I said that was his last great season. I mean, that that league title win with Chelsea was pretty impressive, really. I mean, not in the first season. They were a little horse, as he described them. Mm. But he was building. He was building. He knew it. And, and the fact is, his reaction to when Chelsea stopped Brendan Rodgers' Liverpool from winning the league or at least stop their title bid against Manchester City the way he reacted because he doesn't get on well with Liverpool and their fans it's fair to say yeah that celebration and so on he just he loves it he absolutely can't get enough of it that was a period as well where he was starting to lose the Chelsea faithful the faithful yeah. who'd remained from mm-hmm. his initial time in charge yeah and someone um someone put it to me quite interestingly so they said it was the first time they've seen him properly go head to toe in Chelsea Garb. If you remember that yeah, clip, that's right. he, yeah, is he is not just in, not only like shirt and trousers or, you know, yeah. tracksuit and trousers, he's got a Chelsea G-Lay on as well. Mm-hmm. But that's him at the back end of Real Madrid. Yeah, he, he, looks, he goes he lo- through those phases. He, lo- he looks like some sort of like rogue ski monitor. It's <laughs> like up late, doesn't yeah. he? With like scruffy hair, yeah. bags under the eyes. Because Real Madrid takes it out of you. And I think it's like when you see, when we talk about Guardiola versus Mourinho, it's only really ever at Barcelona and Real Madrid mm-hmm. because after this, neither of them have the appetite for going through all that. Even they're in the same, again. And they're in the same city. Exactly. Not even yeah. just in the same league. And, and potentially it's huge, but neither of them have the appetite. No, you, you're right. I just, uh, yeah, I, uh, but it's interesting. I mean, he wanted the Manchester United job and he felt scorned and, and hurt when it was given to David Moyes. Um, you can understand why, but the fact is that he, he wasn't given it because he felt that, that Ferguson would probably make him the successor. But but he did win the league. I don't want to gloss over that league title win with Chelsea. It was still impressive. It's a great but, achievement. But I, it was, but I think that's where the pragmatic Mourinho really came out. And I think that, because some but people often talk about his football being boring and so on. Well, 121 goals in that season, you know, it's not too shabby. And actually, mm. I, in the first stint with Chelsea, I didn't think they were particularly boring. John Terry himself said that they get in at half time in games and it depended on who they were playing, but he would sometimes say to them, go out and embarrass them. He said, especially mm. if they were playing. I think he said Spurs, actually. He was like, go out, go out and murder them. Go and get four or five. Do you know what I mean? And other times he would go, right, we're 2-0 up. This will do. Mm. Just just take it. Again, that sort of pragmatic kind of thinking. Well, they they lost only three games that season, didn't they? Well, I mean, the home run. Was it 64 yeah. unbeaten? It was, they looked in, 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 invincible, although let's not tag them as that. But when he comes back to the Premier League, that, that season he wins the league at Chelsea. Again, the following season totally falls apart. Spectacularly, yes. And do you think that's when, in this country, we all thought he's a busted flush? I think I, I think it comes a bit later than that. Do you that. think so? Yeah. I, th- yeah. I, th- I think most people. I am forgetting a, a treble he won at Manchester United. M- most most people <laughs> start don't start believing that until until Tottenham. Do you think? Yeah. 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 Hundred percent. Because I think with Manchester United, you can say, look at the coaches afterwards. It was clearly a, a, a heck of a climb, and there was a lot to do. Post Ferguson. Well, I mean, the, uh, so uh, even if it had become quite toxic at the end, yeah. I don't think many reasonable people would say that he did a uniformly terribly job at Manchester United. And the Europa they League would, win is impressive. Yes, they would. They would say it ended badly, mm-hmm. and he needed to go. But he did some worthy work at Manchester United. I'm not sure how many people would do that. And the thing that strikes you, I know you've got to take Amazon documentaries with a, a pinch of salt. Yeah. Levy, who you think of as being completely hard-nosed, Daniel Levy, yeah. is eating out of his hand. Oh, he's the like whole a little, thing. He's a little it's kid, a isn't fan he? experience. Yeah. And you know, you think that there is there is no actual merit in him being there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, look, Manchester United, again, he was trying to get everybody to believe that he was still that coach, you know, saying, you know, I want a treble and all this and, and stuff. It was, it was beginning to kind of fall apart. And I think certainly one or two people started saying he's a busted flush then. But I think at Spurs, everyone thought, yeah, he, he's not at the top table in uh, 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 European yeah. top, top football anymore. He, he spent a decent amount of money at United. I think yeah. it was something like four hundred, nearly four hundred million on eleven players. Oh, I thought you were talking about his uh, five hundred and forty thousand pound um, bill at the Lowry for staying there for eight hundred ninety five days. I mean, that yeah. when he when he turned into kind of like a highbrow partridge, that was a, that was a little bit odd. But um, never eat in the hotel. Yeah, one of the things if you if you look at where man. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking from experience there. <laughs> if you look at where Manchester United are now, which isn't a particularly mm. great place, the reason that the fall is, it, you know, if you could term it that, and I yeah. suppose it, it is that, has been cushioned 
to a point mm-hmm. has been because of the strands that Mourinho was able to like hold together in terms yeah. of, you know, Champions League qualification. Bear in mind as well that the game that essentially mm-hmm. gives Solskjaer the full-time job mm. is the the win at PSG, yep. which Mourinho puts in place before yeah. he sat. Yeah. So, so there's an element of like, I look back on it and I think, I certainly remember at the time when he came into the job, I was like, this is actually still pretty cool. Yeah. As much as I know he's not the person yeah, yeah, he was, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is still pretty cool. There sure. is still something of merit here. Mm-hmm. That's the thing though. There's that star quality. Yeah. And, and yeah, but that, it, that, that is what makes him at least in the short term, a success of sorts in well, in, I think in he, Italy. I think he's still, yeah, I, I think you're right yeah. because I think at Spurs, star quality's gone. I don't think anybody's in, uh, under any illusion. Everyone's a bit like, come on. Like the way they celebrated qualifying for the Europa League as Tottenham manager yes. after getting, was it a point at Crystal Palace, something like that? You think, yeah, okay, the, how the, the mighty have fallen. But then, of course, after that, he sacked week before the League Cup final, which is an absolute dig to him that really is yeah. quite you know um, but, but it's an interesting thing isn't it because just as as Brassel was saying about Levy he picked a fight with a guy who mm. when push comes to shove is willing to be petty yeah that's mm. true but I think at Roma he's he, he finally found what he'd been looking for since not being at that top table taking a step down Roma perfect club they were like right, we're all we're all in for you mate but part of that is Italy and the fact because, but the fans adore him there as well yeah and part of that is the whole it's not just the reaction in Rome but the reaction in the whole of Italy when he comes there because mm. if he'd have taken over any English club in the top 10 yeah. at that time they would have been oh shit yeah. did you see what just happened at Tottenham yeah, yeah, yeah. whereas when he arrives in Italy they feel like they're receiving 2010 Jose Mourinho yeah exactly which, which is quite interesting and the way he captures the imagination mm. of the fans like they, they in they that are, Europa Conference League run in yes, particular in particular where they're consistently filling the stadium mm. like filling the Olympico is bloody hard well it is <laughs> and, I, I, and they never do it and now they do it every week can I do a Mourinho here and say that's one of the greatest achievements of his career <laughs> but, it, but it is and, and when he says you know this, this Europa Conference League win is not about me he distances himself from it because it's not and no one else has won it let's no. be clear on yeah, that yeah, yeah. well it, you it, bear it, mind if you look at all, all his accomplishments and no one has strung all these things together Champions League Europa League mm-hmm. featuring in a Stormzy video no one has done it <laughs> <laughs> only one you know, only one but um, and a very special one at that but he he, he would distance himself oh, I, I, obviously I've won bigger trophies and all that it's great for the people great for the people you know this is not about me slightly patronising and of course when they win he's holding up five fingers five digits as if yeah. so fifth fifth um, European uh, trophy. trophy exactly yeah. and he's, he's he's crying oh he's, he's loving he's, it he's in tears yeah. completely because I think that's that's uh, don't want to tempt fate, but is that's maybe the best he can do? Um, uh, you know, you know, right now in his career. But I mean, you know, you know, at the time of recording, Portugal have not um, long had a new manager in the form of um, uh, Roberto, Roberto Martinez. Martinez. And of course, people say, "Oh, what about Mourinho?" It's like, give him fifteen years. There's no way Mourinho's taking that job anytime soon. He loves the daily grind. But the one thing I would say, but just before we finish, the first, firstly, is when he was um, looking for a job and England needed a new manager. This, the whole country, we were all going, yeah. get Mourinho in. And Mourinho yeah. actually, he couldn't believe that a, a foreign country wanted him. We didn't, you know, we'd only known him a few years. Mm. And he was very tempted to take that job. Of course he didn't. Um, but it showed you how much we were completely, um, it, it, you know, in love with the guy. Um, but I'd like to finish with asking you this, gentlemen. It's, it's a very, very unnecessary question. But I'm going to bloody well ask it anyway to cap off these two, to, to these two shows. Who do you think has had the more successful managerial career, Guardiola or Mourinho? Well, I, th- I think there's there's a, a simple answer to that. Yes. The slightly longer answer to that, yeah. is it's not really the Gallagher brothers, is it? No. It's the Beatles versus the Stones. <laughs> there you go. Guardiola is the Beatles, yeah, because he's got the greater breadth. The greater consistency, the greater innovation. Mm -hmm. But the stones are still going. (laughs) But the most exciting bits of the stones are more exciting than the most exciting bits of the Beatles. I agree totally. That's beautiful. Here we go. And and I, I agree with all that. Okay. I, but you I, didn't answer the question, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's Guardiola, obviously. Yeah, okay, it? Vish, what do you reckon? Yeah, I, I would say it's Guardiola. I, I would also say that um, <laughs> I, I envisage a future where Mourinho becomes the Van Hal of the current era. Okay. In terms of someone who, who becomes actually more revered 
the older they get when they maybe it is while doing that Portugal job, maybe it's yeah. when they're a bit more removed, when they become mm-hmm. a bit more of a sage. Because I think a lot of questions about... There was a lot of warmth to yeah. Marina's origin story. Mm-hmm. And I think he lost pretty much all of that. Yep. Not just at Real Madrid, but also at Chelsea with the Dr. Mm-hmm. Eva Conero stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think this... Him at Roma, I think he's accepting his age a bit more now. Yep. And I think he's clawing back a little bit more humanity and a, a little bit more humility because he kind of has to. Yeah, I, th- I think that's right. I think that's right. There we are, everybody. Guardiola's had more of an impact on football. I think that's how you're yeah, right. Yeah, fundamentally, yeah. So I think that's what you've got to say. My goodness, chaps, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, talking to you both uh, about these two magnificent men of football. Thank you for joining us for another Football Ramble Guide to... Woo, I'm exhausted. I'm absolutely exhausted after that one. But remember, yeah, exactly. Remember, though, we want your ideas for what to talk about next. Email us, show at footballramble.com. Tweet us at footballramble with your suggestions. Thank you, Andy. Thank you. Thank you, Vish. Prefer not to speak. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you, Pep, and thank you, Jose. See you soon. Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Jose Mourinho, the man who stole the show. He is the special one and he's dynamo. Oh, whoa, oh. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.